Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 112 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So the first thing I want to do is thank all the people that bought the Photoshop course and for all the kind words that I've got. It's just so nice. And it's good to know that it's actually helping that the course is doing okay. So if you hear any pops or bangs at the moment, it's July 1st here. It's Canada Day in Canada and people down the road are setting off fireworks. So there's a load of bangs going on in the background. So if you hear anything, you know what it is. Plus my voice is getting a bit croaky with all this smoke we've been having. So anyway, wine, wine, wine. Right. This week's episode is the difference between success and failure. The first thing you need to do is treat your business like any other business out there. Whether it's an insurance broker or a flower shop, just because you might only be shooting one session a week, you still need to act professionally and treat it like a full-blown business. To be successful, you need to know your niche or niches, if you've got more than one. If you attempt to shoot anything and everything, you won't get very far with your business. You're not going to get a reputation for any one thing and you need to get a reputation for something. So you need to be very specific about your niche, like kids softball up to the age of 12. So you need a vision, a clear vision. Now, any successful photographer has a clear vision of who or what their target market is. If you don't have this figured out, how do you know who you're going to market your services to? Really, if you don't know who your market is or where your market is, just think about it. I'm going to put an ad out and I'm going to try and get more work. What do you do? You know, John Doe photography or Jane Doe photography, I take pictures. That's it. You've got no direction to go in. You need to have a clear vision of who you're going to be marketing to. So you've decided on your niche market. Let's go with kids softball up to the age of 12. Why 12 years old? Well, the younger the child is, the more willing the parent or grandparent is to spend more money. This is a new experience for them when the kid gets into sports for the first time. But as the child gets older, they're less likely to buy photo products from you because they've got them from all these different sports the kid's been in. They've probably got something. So they're less, it's got to be something special when they're a little bit older. So you could go lower than 12. You could just do six through to 10. Just think about the market that you're going to be selling to and go for the the one that you think is going to buy the most from you. Okay, so you need to know where the parents hang out online. For the softball niche, you can find them at the actual game. So you don't really need to worry too much about advertising. If you can get in with an organization, they'll do the marketing for you, possibly. You can do it at the game. You can put banners or all sorts of stuff. But if your niche is family portraits, you need to identify where you can find them. Facebook groups for your area are a great way to find your target market. Next, you've got to come up with a marketing plan. It's just a plan of how you intend to reach your ideal clients in your target market. It doesn't need to be a huge index, a simple list of methods available to you and how much it's going to cost you, like Facebook groups. And then you do a list of all the groups, Facebook ads, where the ads will be posted, like which groups would you want them in? What area would you want the ads in and figure out how much you're going to spend on it? Google ads, which search words the ads will be linked to. And what is it going to cost you? Google business listing, which used to be Google My Business. I don't even know what it's called now, but it's free. You can add your business, put your hours of operation, everything on it. 
There's a link to your website, your phone number, email, everything. You can put whatever you want on there and it's free. So if you've not got it now, get it. On-site marketing. So if you're doing an outdoor event, get something like an A-frame to show off your posters. Or you could get a banner for on-site advertising that you could tie to a, a fence at the edge of the field or even tie it to the side of your car or van or truck or whatever you've got. And local stores. You can partner with these different companies that are related to the kind of photography that you're doing. An example of that would be wedding photographers linking with jewelers. I've gone through this in some past podcasts, and I can't remember which one it was, in a couple of them actually, where you come up with a deal so that the uh, jewelers can use your free photo shoot or whatever to get a few more dollars out of someone. Anyway, those are the things you need to put in a marketing plan and how you're going to go about it and when are you going to be advertising these things? Because if you are shooting two niches, say you do one winter sport and one summer sport, or you do weddings in the summer and then winter you do ice hockey, something like that, or any other winter sport, right? You might live in a warm part of the world where it's it's different so that you don't do ice hockey. But anyway, you need to write down how you are going to market at what time of year. Because you don't want to be advertising two weeks before a season starts, that kind of thing. You need to do it way in advance. So you need to plan these things out and write it down so that you've got a go-to list of things you're going to do. The seasonality of your niche is something you need to understand, especially if you have more than one, like I just said. This is important because it dictates when you're going to do all this marketing. If you shoot softball and the season starts in April, you need to be marketing to league organizers months in advance. Christmas portrait sessions need to be advertised starting in September and October, not early December. It's too late. Most people have booked them already. It's easy to forget to market for a second niche if you're really busy with the one that you're working on now. So if you're in the middle of summer, you really just run off your feet with weddings. But when winter comes, there's no weddings. And all of a sudden you find yourself, it's like stepping off the edge of a cliff. It's like, now what do I do? And it's too late. You've got to be doing your marketing and advertising months in advance like i used to mess up well i did it a few years in a row i would be busy shooting at the rink all the way through winter then in april when all the playoffs finished and it was all done i would have a month of panic trying to get bookings for spring and summer and it was too late like i'd got bookings for weddings in advance but the weeks in between i didn't have weddings and it was just i was just so disorganized If you do what I did, you could be losing a lot of money. So understand the seasonality of your niches and work your marketing plan around it. Unsuccessful businesses get this wrong and they're constantly going through a stop-start process. Successful photographers have all this figured out and everything's plain sailing. Even if you only shoot once a week, operate your side hustle like a business, not a hobby, and get organised. Okay, so I'm going to go through the differences of a a successful photographer that's doing well with his business and someone that's not doing well. Successful photographers don't cancel appointments. They make sure they're there for the customer on the book day at the correct time. Cancelling appointments doesn't get you any referrals and only gets you a bad reputation. The result is always a downward spiral until the business closes. If you want your business to be a success, and I hope you do, You can't avoid communicating with your customers. They can't have unanswered questions after they book you. You need to set out every step of their journey, 
in a timeline for the session and for the delivery of the products. If something goes wrong, successful photographers deal with it quickly. They don't ignore it and hope it goes away. Another difference is photographers that are just starting out think they need all the best equipment before they can start a business. And without it, they feel like they're an imposter. Now, a successful photographer knows that they need enough equipment to do the job. They understand that cameras and lenses are just tools and it's not a problem to them. They don't care that their camera body is five years old or six years old. If they can get photos with that equipment that look amazing or even average, it doesn't have to be amazing actually, just average, you can run a business and make a lot of money. Successful photographers know that they need enough equipment to do the job and they understand that cameras and lenses are just tools. The most talented and best equipped photographer probably won't make the most money. The best organized photographer with the right equipment will make the best money 9 times out of 10. Whatever you want to shoot, make sure you have the right focal lens to cover the work that you need to do. If you have an entry-level body, no problem. Put a pro lens on it and you'll see a huge change in the quality of your photos. And it's better to buy a used professional lens from a reputable dealer than a new hobbyist lens. There is a huge difference in quality that comes out of them. So if you want to shoot nice tack sharp images all the time, buy a pro lens, even if it's used. Get it from a, a good place like B&H or KEH. In Canada, you can get them from Henry's. But yeah, used equipment, if it's rated properly, will be fine. You won't have a problem. You'll save, you could save $1,000. No problem. So your first upgrade should be a lens, not the body. Don't worry about your entry-level body at all. It'll work great with a pro lens on it. You'll be amazed how good it is, actually. Now, another thing that new photographers do is try to copy other photographers' prices. Now, this isn't the best thing to do because there's a very good chance that that photographer that you are copying the prices from is not making a profit because they didn't price them properly. Now, if you're interested, I have a pricing spreadsheet you can download at photographysidehustle.com, which shows you how much you need to earn to cover your costs. This is your break-even point, so add 10% to how much you want to earn so that you can build a healthy bank account. So if you want to earn 50000 make it 60 just for the sake of it, whatever. 55 to 60 that way you're going to add a few thousand to your bank account every year that you don't need to touch unless you've got an emergency. To download that spreadsheet, you go to the website and you register for a free membership and you'll get access to the download section. A lot of photographers think when they're starting out that if you start off cheap and get busy, that's the way to do it. Well, if you start off that way, I can pretty much guarantee you, you might not be around in a year because... You're going to wear yourself out. You're going to wear your equipment out. You're going to be just going constantly and you're going to have absolutely nothing to show for your hard work because if you're not charging the right amount, you're not going to make any money. You make very little money. You'll know that you've been undercharging when you realize that if your camera or your lens broke, you couldn't afford to buy a new replacement. I've been in that position and it makes you just want to quit. It's, it's a, not a good feeling, I'll tell you. A properly run and profitable business has money in the bank account to cover this kind of problem. Working harder for less money per session will definitely end in failure. I'll guarantee it. So just think about 
how you're going about doing your business. So you need to choose your niches, niche or niches or niches, whatever you like. You need to have a clear vision of who your target market is. You need to set up a marketing plan so that you know how you're going to go forward with your advertising and how you're going to contact people and try and get work. You're going to find out how seasonal your work is, which it should be obvious, but you've got to realize that because it's seasonal, you're going to have to advertise at certain times or you're going to miss the whole year. And don't go spending too much on equipment if you don't have to. Just buy what you need to take photos in your chosen niche or niche. You just don't need extra equipment when you're starting out. And you don't need it even when you, you know, you've been shooting for years. And the main thing is pricing. Make sure you price your products properly and don't copy other photographers who might be losing money. Okay, I think that's it for this episode. If you need help with anything, you can find me in the Facebook group. And again, I just want to thank everyone that bought the Photoshop course. I can't wait to see what you're going to produce. Okay, that's enough waffling for this week. I'll be back next week. Bye.